in. Going to preach a quick word today. I better be careful saying it. Some of you are already watching your clocks. Mark 10. Look at verses 21, 22, and 23. The Bible says, And Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, bring your Mercedes, bring your laptop, take up your cross, and follow me. Verse 22. And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. I want to preach a little bit today about being overshadowed by the spirit of God. Everybody say overshadowed. overshadowed. Jesus today, I know in our ears to hear. God, I take authority over this room for this hour. God, let nothing come in this place. No spirit of division, no spirit that distracts, but God, let us have our eyes fixed on your word. God, anoint our ears to hear. God, let our feet and hands respond today that there would be power and demonstration in your sanctuary today for this is your house. It's bought with your blood. It's covered in your name. God, we just trust you today and let the church of God give God a hand clap of praise today. Give your neighbor a fist bump. If you're going to help me preach, you can be seated today. There was a young couple who were much in love. The natural process there is they wanted to get married. As conservative Christians, they were uncomfortable with having an extravagant wedding. However, the mother of the bride had always dreamed of hosting an elaborate affair. The young couple felt the only way to avoid the big wedding and the overbearing mother-in-law was just to elope. Although the bride and the bridegroom had decided together, the mother-in-law was convinced that it was her new son-in-law and his words had convinced her precious daughter and stolen the privilege of having a big wedding. After 35 years of marriage, the mother-in-law had never gotten over it. It created an undertow in the family's relationship. The mother-in-law had become a widow and had moved in with that couple. <laughs> making every day very contentious. Boy, I've got you right here now. Just... The son-in-law had an idea and said to his wife, we're due a vacation and your mother's always wanted to see the Holy Land. Let's take her. While on the trip, the contentious mother-in-law got sick and died. The undertaker came to the son-in-law and said, for you to take your 
mother-in-law home to be buried is going to cost $5,000 or for $150, she can be buried in the Holy Land. The son-in-law said, I must have her shipped home. The undertaker said, but it's only $150 and she would be buried in the promised land. Then the son-in-law said, 2,000 years ago, a man died and was buried here and came back alive. After 35 years of contention, I dare not take the chance. I'm asking somebody, do you know what it is to have issues of life overshadow you? Things have happened to you that with the human eye you can't see, but there's an undertow. Things have gone on in your childhood that still affect your decision making and how you choose to live your life. I'm telling you, there are things, if we're not careful, can go before us and overshadow even the best parts of life. Now, let me say this. My Bible says that Mary, a young, innocent virgin girl who was betrothed to a man named Joseph, but one night when she was getting ready for bed, the Bible says that a messenger came and said that the Holy Ghost is going to come and it's going to overshadow. I know you got a plan of marriage, Mary. I know you've already picked out the china, but God's got a plan and the Spirit of God wants to overshadow your plans and do something bigger and greater. I want you to know in man's eyes it created a stir. There was a hint of a scandal. I imagine she spent many days perplexed and even estranged from families because they didn't understand. But I'm telling you today that when you allow God's Spirit to overshadow you. He can bring a life that is in the middle of you that'll redirect your paths. It'll change your destiny. It will give you a name. For the Bible says that Mary's name is recorded. It should be remembered among all women. I'm telling you. The Bible says that Jesus, even at 12 years old, got separated from his earthly parents. He wasn't doing signs, wonders, and miracles, but he was in the temple, and those who were masters of the scriptures, he was astonishing them at his grasp of the word. But when he became a man in Jewish customs at around 30 years old, you had been an apprentice, oftentimes learning the trade or the craft of your father, but after many years of learning at 30, you became a man. And you took on the authority to lead in that trade or industry. And the Bible says that Jesus went looking for John, the forerunner of the Holy Ghost. And he took him in the water and he baptized him. And when he came up, the Bible says that the Spirit of God, he had already astonished him with his revelation of Scripture. But there was an overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. Now we lose something in English, but the Bible says that that a, that spirit descended. That word descended is of 
word of violence, one who swept in suddenly with force. Could it be that the world had become so wicked, but the desire of God was so great that when the Spirit descended, the sword went before it, cutting away? For Jesus must needs be overshadowed by the empowerment of God that comes from on high. It was a violent overcoming of evil. And the Bible, the best part of that says, Sister Josephine's, that it descended on him and landed. And the word in Luke says, and it stayed on him. I'm glad for the night you went to the altar and you were touched by the Spirit. But there needs to be an overshadowing of the Spirit that stays with you. When the enemy wants to come up behind you. When your relatives want to uh, confuse and conflict you. And when the enemy wants to trip you up. There's an overshadowing of the Spirit that's going to supersede any circumstance. It's going to break every snare of the enemy that comes against you now Jesus modeled it for us he received the spirit it was a physical visible manifestation for us to be able to see I don't know why God G Jesus was God in skin he limited himself I'm telling you right now, we used to play Mario Kart with our kids. When you may ever play Mario Kart, I've, I'm helping some people here. Man, if I had one of those spike shells, I didn't hang on to it. When one of these scoundrels would get ahead of me, I would launch that spike shell. It would find them wherever they were at on the track, and it would blow them up. If I'm God, I'm not holding no power back. I'm packing all my tools, right? But God chose, although he could have been born in a palace, he was born in a manger. From the beginning, he brought his flesh under subjection. As far as man was concerned, he had no reputation. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I'm telling you one thing good that came out of Nazareth. His name was Jesus. Woo! I don't know why he didn't have power from the beginning, but I'm telling you, after the Holy Spirit overshadowed him, he had power in demonstration to make a difference for those he, who he was ministering to. He was so full of the Spirit that a woman with an issue of blood came and got on her knees and crawled. There's no scripture for it, but she just said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. I think sometimes what God's looking for is for us not to find a new Bible study or a new church or even a new preacher. God is looking for some determination from some people that says, if I can just get to where the presence of God is, I believe this addiction can be broken. I believe this marriage can be put back together. I believe my kids can be saved. I can believe I can become an overcomer. Here's what I'm preaching today. He was so overshadowed that that stayed with him that when she touched him, and catch that, Jesus said, somebody touch me. And his disciples said, duh, there's a crowd out here. 
Everybody's touching you. Woo. Brother Alford, the man, Christ Jesus, was dialed into the Spirit so closely that when virtue of the Spirit left him, he knew a withdrawal had been made. He said, who touched me? And everybody pulled back and said, I don't know who he's talking about. And there was one little woman still down. And she looked up and said, uh-oh, the gig is up. Busted. He caught me. She's thinking she's going to get a rebuke. Do you know under the Orthodox law, it was forbidden for her to be out of her home? It was forbidden for her to touch a man? Jesus didn't rebuke her. Jesus says, thy faith has made thee whole. When she just touched the hem, not the H-I-M, but she touched the H-E-M of his garment, virtue began to... What I'm saying is, do you know that the hem, the border of a priestly garment is where they got their authority? If the high priest was going to rescind his office or rebuke his own authority, he would grab the hem of his garment and he would tear it. And that would end his authority and administration. The Bible says that the first priest, Aaron, when the anointing oil came, it flowed down his head and down his beard and down his clothes, and it gathered in the hem of his garment. It's not a coincidence. The flannel graph lesson, the story for our illustration today is when she touched that part of him, she got a hold of the anointing and the authority of who he was. This is where it gets me excited. The word goes on to say, Jesus saying, these works shall ye do and greater things. How do we know greater things? When she but just touched the hem of his garment, she was made whole. But the Bible says Paul was bivocational. He worked a job and he preached the gospel and he reached the entire world. And when he couldn't get to the people, the Bible says he would take a piece of fabric where he was making a tent and he would wipe the sweat and he would send it in the name of Jesus. And the Bible said they recovered. They didn't have to come to him. He sent the promises to them. I'm talking about a... I'm talking about an overshadowing of the Holy Ghost. The Bible goes on in the book of Acts to say, Simon Peter would walk down the street and people would bring their loved ones, not just with a headache, not just with a toothache, but the Bible says lame and impotent folks and those that were possessed of devils and just the shadow of Simon Peter could fall on them and the evil spirits would flee and the cancer would fall off and the healing would come. Where'd they figure that out at? Where'd they fi- you, you, think, you think Simon Peter put on his Twitter account, my shadow, hashtag be healed? <laughs> Sister Ben, you know what I think it was? I think it was somebody noticed one day that Simon Peter had come by. And my granddaughter sat under the shadow. She had withered legs. And when Simon Peter went back on his journey and the shadow was moved on, my granddaughter, who had never walked before, got up and walked. Somebody took notice. I'm telling you today, we need to start taking notice that the Spirit of God breaks the yoke. The Spirit of God casts out devils. The Spirit of God heals. The Spirit of God saves. The Spirit of God delivers. We need to acknowledge God don't want to just touch us. And He don't want us just to touch Him. He wants to see greater...
He wants to see in the apostolic, spirit-filled, born-again power and demonstration. He... I know you've got things in your past, but greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. What the enemy meant for evil, if we can get under the shadow of the Almighty, he can begin to overshadow us and give us power and authority that we can pray the prayer of faith. Give me just a couple more minutes. What I'm saying today, she had to touch Jesus. Paul just sent a piece of fabric. Peter didn't do anything knowingly. When we go through restaurants, there ought to be a spiritual wake that follows us. My family's heard this story. Some of you have heard it before. In a house, doing a remodel job. The homeowners had a bunch of family in Florida. They told me, said, hey, we may have to go easy on the remodel because we're going to have a bunch of guests because they're having a hurricane in Florida and all our relatives are coming up here to stay. The next day I got there, I, I thought a few relatives. I got one brother. He's got a wife and two kids. I was thinking six, seven people. There's 24 other people in that house. Whoa. And they're all sitting in the kitchen when I walk in with this crew to continue the remodel process. And I went on to the other end of the house. This house had wings. I don't mean like, but I mean like the north wing, the south wing, the east wing. And I went over into the new construction area. Been over about five or six minutes. And about a 25-year-old girl come in there where I was working. The guys I had on blue jeans and a t-shirt and tennis shoes. And she came in over there and she says, hey. <coughs> You a UPC preacher. I said, how'd you know? She said, I felt the spirit when you came through the room. She said, before you leave, would you pray for me? She said, my daddy, UPC preacher in Central Florida. I've been backslid for years. My marriage is on the rocks. I got two kids and don't know what to do. But I believe God. What, what are you telling me? I'm telling you we need to be so powerful in the Holy Ghost that when we walk through a room, somebody needs to stand up and notice there is a presence of God that doesn't bring condemnation, but it brings an opportunity and a hope for reconciliation, power and demonstration and deliverance, body, soul, and spirit. Here's what I want you to get. Our text today, you have to look at three of the four gospels to get the rich young ruler description. One calls him young, one calls him rich, another calls him a ruler, a leader. I'd never seen this before until just recently, Brother Randall. First of all, Jesus looked on him, took inventory. Second thing Jesus did is he loved him. And when he loved him, he leaned back and he was honest. Said one thing, one thing thou lackest. The implication of the lackest is there is something that is overshadowing you. One thing is impeding the ability for you 
to be my disciple. He gave him some things. Tithes, offerings, caring for the needy, all those prerequisites under the law. And he says, oh, but I've done all those since my childhood. He's saying, I know my obligations and I fulfilled them. But Jesus said, you lack one thing. Sadler's opinion, when you're preaching, you can tell what it is. I believe he looked at him and says, you're doing things out of duty, but you got no desire. You're checking box on a list, but you're not in relationship. He said, sell all that you have. Do you know what Jesus did? He put his finger on that that his heart was on. Be very careful that you have some stuff and your stuff don't have you. And people hear that and they say, oh, you're against me being blessed. And I want God to bless you. I want you to have all you can handle and be saved. He's saying, this is a dividing mark, guys. There's a lot of followers. Anybody got followers on your Facebook account? But if they don't like something you say or do, they'll... Leave a rude comment and block or delete you. <clears throat> hey, there's a lot of believers in Jesus. There's followers from a distance. There's believers. James says demons believe and tremble, but are they saved? You can be a follower of Jesus Christ. You can be a believer in Jesus Christ. But the only people who are going to make it are disciples of Jesus Christ. He says, sell all that you have your affection on and put your affection on things above and follow me. Take up your cross. I, I, can, can I say this? I'm from the great state of Alabama. We got some good history and we got some bad history. For a long time, we were one of the states known as completing a lot of the judicial system's execution. They had an electric chair in Atmore, Alabama. They had a little wooden plaque over it. It was named Old Sparky. Electric chair. I'm asking a question. Who in here thinks we could start a little club and our logo be an electric chair? We make all these little lapel pins with electric chairs on them. Who wants one of those? <clears throat> You're shaking your head. Hear me. But up until this generation, the last 100, 150, 200 years, the cross was that generation's electric chair. Just as you were turned off by the symbolism of the execution of an electric chair, we too should be understanding of what a reproach the cross was. But Jesus put his logo out front. and says, if you're going to be my disciple, you're going to have to die out to you. But if you will die out to you, there'll be a power from on high that'll overshadow the best you thought you could do. And he can do so much more and so much greater if we will allow him to overshadow us. The Bible says that young ruler left very sorrowful because he didn't understand. Because he had much stuff. Jesus hit the note. He hit the nail on the head, it was his stuff that he had his heart on. Well, pastor, I don't have a lot. I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm a, 
possessions-driven person, but if we're not careful, there'll be one thing, one thing that'll prevent us from receiving all that God has for us. It may be anger. It may be unforgiveness. It may be anxiety and despair. But if we're not careful, his was his stuff. What one thing are you going to stop? God's ability to overshadow your life and make something beautiful and wonderful out of it. Here's what you're saying today. We got to let our relationship with God not be just duty, but it's desire. I don't have to come to church. I get to come to church. I don't have to raise my hands. I, I get to. I'm like that woman. I had an issue. I was unclean and unworthy. By sin, I was ostracized and I cast off. But I'm so glad that Jesus is a high priest that can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his sacrifice, we are reconciled. I'm telling you, I got no good reputation, but I got a brother. His name is Jesus, and he's got a name above every name. I don't bring any tools on my tool belt, but I can drop that name. And when the enemy hears that name, he begins to tremble. When the enemy he begins to feel that wake in the Holy Ghost. He says, demons, we got to pack up and move on. I'm telling you, greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ in me. Anybody feel like you were that woman? You had an issue? Woo. He's not worried about your issue rubbing off on him. He wants to let his righteousness rub off on you. He wants his glory to overshadow you. Man. I thought somebody would get excited about that. Colossians 1 and 27, paraphrasing day. Christ in you, the hope of glory. 1 John 4 and 4. I've already referenced it. Greater is he. Greater is he. When the devil says to you, depression is going to overshadow the rest of your life. Fear and anxiety is going to dominate you. The bad decisions of your past are going to affect you. Future. You can look the devil in the eye and say, I'm like the Virgin Mary. I've been overshadowed. God's made a new creature out of me. Old things are passed away. I got a name that's been put on me that's above every name. Question. Question. Are we coming to church because we have to or because we get to? Who loves Julie? Don't, don't lie. Who loves Julie? You can't have her. She's mine. I've worked some commercial jobs over the years that the amount of driving to get home and the amount of driving to get back to the job the next morning was more time than I was going to get to spend at home. 
I've had people look at me like, you a foolish man. What are you doing? You go and do six hours of the driving to have six hours and most of that sleeping. You ain't going to get to see your wife. Why are you going home? I'm not going home because I have to. I'm telling you, that love relationship will make you go the distance. That love relationship will cause you to sacrifice personal time. I, 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 don't, I don't have regulations with my God. I have a relationship with my God. I don't pray because I have to. But God who created the universe stands on the edge of glory and he hears my prayer. He not only hears, he answers my prayer. I don't speak in tongues because I have to. It's the outflow of the Spirit of God overshadowing me. The windmill does not turn on its own and it doesn't pump water from the well by itself. But when we let the pneumos, the Spirit of God, sweep over and overshadow us, it can't help but turn in the wind. I'm a windmill for Jesus today. When he shows up in my presence, I can't sit on my hands. I got to lift my hands. I got to lift my heart. I got to lift my voice. For he's worthy. For he has overshadowed me. I'm almost done. I love Brother Leno. Who loves Brother Leno? Woo. See, the Bible is good to us. He surrounds us with what we have need of. If you can mess a technological thing up, I'm your guy. If you want to break it, I'm the demo doctor. I can destroy anything. Brother Leno, everything technical, he just speaks that. Sunday school class, remember our eyes glaze over sometimes? He just, he speaks that language. I'm like, sounds great, do it. Love it. No, here's one question. How much does it cost? Okay, then do it, do it, do it. He probably knows this. Who's ever gotten a computer bug? Got a bug on your phone, smartphone, computer, yeah. We call them viruses now. Originally called, it's picked up a bug. It's because of the old binary computer systems. It was a bunch of zeros and ones. It had these uh, vacuum sealed tubes and a fly got in one of those tubes in the processor and it caused a major computer for IBM to shut down and it stopped a very important banking process. Banks that transferred money electronically had to shut down for several days and they thought it was terrorism, they thought it was thieves, they thought it was electrical issues. It was a little bitty fly in one of the little tubes. I'm asking you, what one thing's gonna shut you down? What one little thing you won't let go of? What one little thing will you not give over? What one, are we going to let one thing? I've made up my mind. Devil, you're a liar. I'm giving no place to the devil. I'm not even going to let him lay on my front porch. You can't even cut across the corner of my yard. For the Father hath given it to me and I've pleaded the blood on the... Devil, you can't have my kids. I done dedicated them back to you. I've done put them in prayer. I've done covered them with. Here, here's what I'm saying. We've got to be careful what we let overshadow. 
Well, preacher, I got all this figured out. <clears throat> I know what I'm doing. Man, I've been in church a long time. I got it going on. And my Bible says there was a king that came and he tore down the altars of the pagan worshipers that were in Israel. He got rid of the high places. He tore down the altars to the idols. And he turned the hearts of the people back to the temple and to bring in sacrifices and reconciliation unto the one true God. For 35 years, he was a champion of the God of the Old Testament. But something happened in year 36 for King Asa had something turn in his spirit. And instead of inquiring of the Lord, he inquired of neighboring armies. See, he had it all figured out, Brother Alford. I done seen this before. You can't tell me nothing new. I know what I'm doing. And his haughty spirit and his pride led him to destruction. Do you realize that although for 35 years he was an excellent king, on the 36 years he got his eyes on the wrong thing. I don't care how many times you've gotten it right. It only takes one time of letting the one thing get in the way to rob your joy, to steal your peace, to interrupt your relationship with God. I'm here to tell somebody today, I don't want to be overshadowed by the world, but I want to overshadow the world by the spirit of Jesus Christ. I want to be a church that speaks to a lost and dying world in terms of results. I don't want to come and hear one more sermon. I want there to be the spirit that God has put in his church from on high to break shackles, to overcome afflictions and conditions that would give us the liberty that just by the connection, just by the connection. The Bible says there's a man named Laman who had leprosy. But he had a servant girl that had come out of Israel and she made a suggestion. I know a prophet. Come on, stand to your feet today. S some of us are here today, not because we're good or not because we're smart. It's because somebody said, I know a place. I know where you can hear the word of God. I know where you can hear, thus saith the Lord. I know where you can hear about joy and peace and love and forgiveness and restitution and reconciliation. It's the house of the Lord. And such were some of you. But you've been washed. You've been washed. You've been washed. saint and sinner alike today oh uh, sinners know they're sinners the bible talks about a tax collector who knew he was an outcast the bible says he didn't feel worthy to come to the temple but he got down on his knees and just bowed his head and smote his breast and jesus said he left justified because he knew who he was but sometimes we who've been in church a long time think, oh, I've done check that box. I've done prayed. I've done received the Holy Ghost. I've done been in church all these years. If we're not careful, that one thing, that one thing can rob our joy, stop the flow of the Holy Ghost, 
change our legacy forever. I'm not going to let one thing do that to me. And praying for this service. Just be a little bold here for just a minute. I love Kathy Gilmore over here. She's a worker. She's a worker. You may not know this about her. She had a grandmother. She was called the shouter. Clinda, am I right? Sister Clendenny, man, she was a shouter. She's got a brother at home right now, Angelo, unless God intervenes. Angelo knows what it is to sit on a church pew. He knows what it is to hear the word of God. He knows what it is to feel the spirit of God. But unless God intervenes, he's not going to be with us long. <clears throat> I'm not a willing <clears throat> to allow him today to go out to meet the Lord if he doesn't have everything that he needs today. Sis, if you'll begin to believe right now, lift your hands and pray for Angelo right now. I believe God can move in right where he's at. Timmy, I was praying for you this morning. There are things that rest upon you that overshadow your joy, but today is your day. The Lord has promised his spirit can overshadow you. The enemy says, I got a legacy for you, but God said, I got a better legacy for you today. Timmy, just raise your hands right now. Everything that you've sought after today, God can give you. If you'll just remove that one thing, just lift your heart, lift your mind. There's people all over this place today. When I was talking about that one thing, you knew right where yours was at today. Your, your heart went right there. I'm asking you today, Sister Best Sings, could you just stretch out your hands and reach towards heaven and, and say, Jesus, today you know what my problem is, what my one thing is, what my struggle is. <laughs> Come on, begin to pray for yourself. How he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost. 